What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Lemon, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Marathon Selling Podcast. And this show is dedicated to understanding how we can achieve optimal health mentally and physically while winning in business today. So I'm building out a community of founders, side hustlers, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, marketers, and just overall business athletes that are committed to figuring out how to scale the smart way while pursuing their health for the long run. If this is you, join us over at themarathonsellingclub.com and let's get right into today's show. So today's conversation is with John Vong. He's an expert marketer, especially for small and medium-sized businesses. And I love the fact that he helps try to steer people out of that mindset of trying to find the latest tactic or the latest trick or gimmick online to help you help you really get some awareness and just try to close some deals for the short term and pushes people into more of a long term strategy mindset. And we're going to jump right into our conversation where we're talking about how Kobe played the game and how that transfers over to business owners being better. All right, let's get into it. Crap, man, I wish we had that already recorded. Yeah, like he put so many years dedicated his whole life and his art to being the best he could, right? Mm-hmm. And he gave the city everything he, he had, right? Championships, a great, you know, team to vouch for and commitment. I know he had Shaq, he had, you know, he did, uh, you know, Gasol. I, I love basketball, by the way. So um, I'm not sure if you can see that, but that's a Kawhi shot. Toronto. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, two years ago, it was finally our chance because yep. it was one time right like the rose and laugh we, we got gasol we're like yes we have a yeah. chance and then now it's back to square one so <laughs> unfortunate but every 25 years these yeah. things happen and i i've been a season ticket holder for 15 years oh wow and for me it was like i gotta just be there just at the moment embracing it all i was soaking everything in right i not i'm not an athlete by anything it means, but I just appreciate the hard work, effort, and just the environment of it all. So, I love that, man. I mean, I mean, man, it, it, you know, it's so funny too because talking about what you do for a living is like SEO, and you're an SEO expert, and you also have your own podcast too. So, I know you kind of know about both of these spaces really well, and I think there's like some nice land bridges there too. It seems like that I want to ask you about, but but you're right though, like these teams kind of had these moments and it's like to have a back-to-back championship type of run is like I mean it's 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 like you know that's that's just such a rare air that most people don't really get to but when it comes to building our business right you you know it's it's one of those things where like it's very rare to kind of hit that consistent stride um and it's challenging man like so as a business owner like what has been your whole journey right now as as far as trying to, you know, climb these different mountaintops, man. I, I just kind of want to know about you as a business owner right now, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I started a digital agency uh, called Local SEO Search back in 2013. Okay. Um, so it's been eight years, but it didn't start that way. Um, I actually didn't come from a digital background. I didn't have technical expertise. I didn't know anything about SEO, to be honest. I got in because 10 years uh, prior, I was doing advertising sales Mm. and I dabbled in traditional advertising sales. I dabbled into online affiliate performance base. And then I worked at Yellow Pages Group for five years. Okay. And there, that's where I really found my strive in, in really what I wanted to do. 
for the rest of my life, really. Um, I work with, and these are ad spends, right? Um, small, medium-sized businesses, just like you have in LA, we have in Toronto. Just your mom and pop family-run businesses, uh, service-based, you know, the dentists, lawyers, plumbers, yep. you know, roof maker, shoemaker, it doesn't matter, bread maker, cheese maker, <laughs> all of them were cool, good, hardworking people. They supported one another. They supported their family. They took care of their customers. They supported their community. And that's what really resonated with me because I found such a good variety of people that truly cared for others. They, they really were givers in their own mind, right? Yeah. That were giving up their time, effort, and expertise for the betterment of society, which is to provide a good product or service that people are willing to pay for, but to support one another, right? Um, and that's where, you know, for me, Yellow Pages was great. I trained, I learned a lot in advertising sales, but what really impacted me most was working with these thousands of business owners. They were like one hour mentor sessions for me. I was picking their brain about everything business-wise, what got they started? Why are they doing it? What's their life, lifestyle like? What ticked? What made them continue doing what they loved, right? Yeah. And then, of course, at the end, it's more, here's advertising. But, um, you know, I would talk 50 minutes about other things. And then, yes, everyone knew Yellow Pages. Like, it was the same product for year, hundreds of years, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, nothing yeah. new. Um, but they were frustrated. They were telling me, like, look, there's a transition. Behaviors have changed. There's a shift in how people are now navigating and looking for my type of service or product. I needed someone that knows what my business is like, and I wanted to transition. I needed someone that I can trust to help me get through this time. And that's what I wanted to do for them, right? So working with these people and knowing I needed to help them gave me like, I, I guess, uh, an idea to help them with SEO because I knew that was the next thing that's going on. Like search, I was using Google more. I was moving away from traditional advertising and I found it much easier, more convenient and, you know, more, more reliable, I would say, because it was more efficient. Um, and if I was the average or normal person, that's what majority of the people are eventually going to do and use, right? So I just had to figure out how to do it. That was my biggest challenge when I first started. No, no, no man. I really, I really love that too, because um, like I have a sales background too, and, and it's really cool when you start to get to know people and it's like, it's bigger than just whatever your product or service is, right? It's bigger than just getting something sold and closed, but it's like, oh, this is, someone's dad, someone's mom, you know, and they're trying to support their family or they're trying to do X, Y, Z. And they're trying to, you know, like they have these real personable goals that they're trying to achieve and their business happens to be their vehicle, you know, um, just to help them get to those places in life. And, and so I love that that's, that's how you kind of got into starting your actual own agency. And, and you're right. Like, man, like the yellow pages, cause <laughs> it was so like standard and cookie cutter for a while. But at one point that was revolutionary, like having a directory opposed to, you know, word of mouth or however they were going about finding out who was who at the time, 
it was revolutionary. Like putting it in one central place was a big deal. Um, and it lasted for decades, obviously. I mean, it's, it, 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 it was a mega brand for years and years and years. Um, and now SEO has become this, this place, right? I mean, so like, you know, like talk about what, what SEO is just for people that don't fully understand it and kind of, you know, break, into, break down some of the basics for, for a lot of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you're a business owner or if you're not and you go to Google um, to do any navigational search or information search, it's keyword driven. So you type in a keyword, it could be barbershop in LA, right? And you type that in, there's going to be ads at the top of Google. Then there's uh, a map typically. And underneath the map, there's organic listings. So these are websites. And SEO is really the, the organic natural listings, not the paid listings. So I help businesses appear on the map and below the map where Google, ultimately what they're after is trying to match the users who are seeking out that keyword with the businesses who are trying to compete for that keyword to be ranking. And what you need to understand as a business owner is you need to position yourself as an expert or leader in that specific service product or keyword that you want to be known for or as. And your job is to match the intent of the users with your business a website so that you then appear higher and has a higher conversion rate and click-through rate. 100%. Well said, man. I mean, and you know, when you talk about being an expert, I think that like that can go in a lot of different buckets, right? A lot take people down a lot of different paths, um, and a lot, of, a lot of what's so interesting, a lot of business owners don't feel qualified to be ex- experts, at least based on my conversations, you know. Um, and I feel like a lot of them kind of uh, feel like they lack the experience or expertise, you know, just to kind of you know wear that actual badge. How do you kind of help people kind of get over that that whole that whole mental hump or identity crisis that they might be struggling with? So with expertise, um, it takes time, right? It's experience more than anything. And I always look at, um, so my type of clients are the service-based professional services, B2B. Um, I stay away from more product-driven kind of websites Mm -hmm. because they're not, again, service is a little bit different. When you're a dentist, you, you go to school for 20 years, then you go special training to get a designation. Then you work under a, a practice, maybe your apprentice for a couple of years before you start your own practice. And that could be 20, 30, 40 years into your business, right? Like maybe you're 40 before you start. So you actually worked with so many people, you kind of know, you know, how to do things. And that's where for me, when they become an expert in whatever profession, they know what to expect in another expert, right? So for me, that's what I'm trying to position myself as. Someone that knows what they're doing, knows who I want to attract, and what I can do for them is to save them time, stress, aggravation. Because with, even with SEO, like at the beginning, I didn't really know what it took, right? But I got better. I kept making mistakes. I got better. I learned. I, you know, gone to so many conferences, speaking, going to learn as much training. And you just get better. Every year you progress and get better. Similar to that dentist, right? Every month that they work on, they get better. They improve their process system. You know, they they improve their people skills, sales skills. Everything just gets better. So 
similar to when I was doing advertising sales for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now I feel very confident doing SEO, any form of consulting sales or um, doing this stuff because I have eight years in it. And that yeah. can't, you know, it's a lot easier to say it, but you've lived it. I've lived it. So I'm confident to say I kind of know a little bit now. 100%, man. I mean, I mean, man, you know, SEOs feel like, I mean, at least from my limited understanding, it, it seems like it's, it's, it's evolving too at times. It's not this stagnant place that, you know, whenever you get certain things formulated that, you know, that's, that's what it is. And then you're good forever, right? It's not a set it and forget it totally, right? It, it, it's a moving puck, it seems like. Is that correct or am I Yes, off? so <laughs> definitely it's correct because Yellow Pages was one book delivered once a year going to every single home business office for free, mm-hmm. but you had the opportunity to advertise based on placement size and content once a year, right? So publish, but you get billed monthly. Google is a little bit different because it's an ever evolving algorithm that they're trying to get better to yeah. get the best results for users. So they continue coming back. And if they don't get a good user experience, they're not going to continue using Google, right? And therefore, ads are not going to be, you know, where they make tons, billions of dollars a day, right? So you have to understand their purpose. And as a business owner, everyone's competing for that, all those placements. And so it's an ever-changing battle for agencies or business owners to compete with their competitors and everyone globally trying to compete as well. So it's not an easy task. And for me, it's more a challenge, right? I actually enjoy this kind of stuff. Not everyone does because it's ultra stressful. So for me, it's like, I I enjoy it because my motivation and goal is to help others, help business owners. I feel that have worked so hard to support their community, support one another. And for me, it's like they they put hard earned money to, to an agency like myself. And I want to put all my efforts to help them achieve success. 100%, 100%, man. I mean, man, you, you know, and I have questions now because like, I'm really curious about the art form that like goes into SEO. I, I, I can see some of the science behind it. Like, well, there's actually a lot of science. Like there's certain things that have to be formulated a certain way. And you can always cut me off if I'm off base here. <laughs> but, but, but from what I understand, because I have, a, I have a guy who's been helping me out with SEO for the past couple of years now, and he's always wanted me to reformulate pictures and, and make sure that I have certain keywords and in like different blog posts and and so he's always working on those different things for us but um but there's an art form too and am, am i wrong with that as far as trying to do the um seo yeah so with seo it's a ongoing evolution mm-hmm. of understanding what google's after but ultimately what your users and customers are after because as much as you want to satisfy google who's paying the bills It's your customers, right? They're the ones that you need to impress. So for you, you need to understand who your ideal customer is, what they want on your website, how they navigate, what information they want to absorb, what answers do they need? Is it social proof? The, The navigation, the UX design, yes, you can format it so it's compressed with speed. It's easily indexed by Google with proper sitemap, schema, markup, all that stuff with keyword rich information. But ultimately, it's the customer. Mm-hmm. And if you focus more on the customer and not worry about Google, you're going to be a better 
place. And a lot of people forget that. They want to satisfy Google and they forget who ultimately they should be satisfying, which is the customer. John, that was pure gold right there, my friend. Pure gold. I mean, I mean, because, you know, you're 100% right. A lot of times, especially as marketers and, and, and different business guys that are trying to think strategy about how we can get things going, we're, we're trying to gamify the system, right? And, 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 and it's fun. It's fun to me at times, right? You're like, oh, if I do this, then maybe that will help me get ranked higher. Or, or if I try this other thing out, when really the only game to really play is, are you taking care of your actual clients or not, Right. And so ultimately it's like your purpose. What, what drives you to do what you do? Yeah. You shouldn't be chasing money. You yeah. shouldn't be chasing, you know, whatever the fame and all that. It's really, what's your purpose? Is it to help others, to mm. get them to, from point A to B, to get them more results or give them a, a great service or whatever it is. If you're a B2C, B2B company, understand what your your business is all about your values, right? Once you realize that, then you go into like avatar personality, understanding who their ideal customers are, pick their brain, create an avatar, start writing just for them, understanding that for your entire campaign, right? Um, and then with SEO, yes, there's 200 signals and more and Google's always updating things. There's tons of software that can, you know, track what's going on in your competitor's site and what is wrong with your site, make sure it's clean, compressed, all that stuff. That's more technical. So if you're not strong at that, hire people. Do what you love. Do what you're passionate doing. And other people who love what they do, do it, right? And it's like, that's what expertise is all about. Like acknowledging where your strengths are, focus on what you enjoy doing and move to doing more of what you love doing. Love this, man. I mean, man, you know, um, yeah, yeah, because it, it's so easy just to get caught up in the stuff that doesn't really matter like that. And you lose sight of your purpose of why you even launched the company in the first place. Right. Um, and, and, you know, one of the ways that I've used podcasting is to help me better understand my actual clients. Like I would get on the microphones with them and we'll just have like this conversation with people about what they're really looking for out of, out of life, really. You know, I mean, yes. We talk, you know, shop and business and different strategies and whatnot, but it's really been a way to kind of peel back the onion. Um, you, you know, I, I would love to get your thoughts on how podcasting plays with SEO. Um, does it play well or, or does not, is not really that, that, that whole relevant whenever it comes to baking that into your strategy? Um, so SEO, um, so websites are great for search, I feel. It's a great asset right? You should, mm -hmm. If you have a podcast show, you should have a website as well, right? Then you can put it on whatever site, you know, have it hosted and uploaded into whatever, you know, site out there. Um, it's a medium. It's, it's a channel where people are absorbing content. And with a website, you can put content in four various forms, written, audio, video, or images, right? That's how people absorb content. So a podcast plays a vital role in people's journey of building a relationship with you. If they truly enjoy what you're talking about topic wise, or just following you as an influencer or someone that they value, right? Because it's the attention that people are having with people. And if you can gauge their attention with not just a pitch, right? It's like, building a relationship with people. People trust you, 
right? So they don't mind listening to whatever you put out there because they feel you vetted whoever you have on the show. Right. Right. So it's a deeper level of relationship, similar to when you write an email newsletter to a list. It should usually be a very high open rate because people subscribe to be an active member. If it's a paid member, then it's actually even better. Right. Um, so understanding list building, understanding relationships, understanding that channel like YouTube, very similar. Um, if you have a lot of subscribers, you know, it's their attention. Like, what are you trying to get at? What's the purpose of why you're producing these podcasts or videos or blogs? It's to get them to like you ultimately. And yeah. hopefully, you know, you build enough uh, credentials and credibility that when you have an offer, they will might need it one day. Well, well I mean, man, you know, um, and you're right. It, it is about being likable, right? Because before people start thinking about doing business with you, they normally do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? So you got to get known and people have to like you as a, as a human being to some degree, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> it's true, right? And you were in sales. So you understand the long-term relationship model, like empathy, building trust, building real qualities that people actually want in humans right like be human stop being a robot don't automate right personalize really pick up the phone or meet people in life like these are things that unless you're in sales you realize people are so afraid to pick up the phone today yeah yeah man oh man i mean dude you about to start you about to start getting people a little a little uh uncomfortable here <laughs> you know because because you're right like being human is a is is becoming um a, even more valuable than I think it's ever been in the past. Like with so much technology out there and I was just making, I was just doing some actual content about this earlier. It's like, you know, I was talking about the, you know, uh, when's it right to have total ownership over your content versus distribution, you know? And it's not that one's right or wrong, but like posting on Facebook or, you know, going to do courses on like Udemy, they're, they're great for distribution. I feel like you can get found there, you can scale it up, you know, more you, like a whole bunch of strangers that don't even know you can, you know, figure out who you are, but you lose some of that ownership with that, you know, because you can't control that messaging exactly how it goes out, when it goes out, who all sees it anyway. Um, you, you know, you have any thoughts about that? I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, that's why I own all my assets, right? A business website, podcast, YouTube channel as well. So those uh, other things like podcasts and YouTube, it's really just to uh, help you with your branding, right? Yes. To, to build more of a, a relationship on who's listening and just hone in on what your actual, you know, asset pieces, which is your website. Um, book, Books are great too. Like if you have the ability to publish something, puts you up as a, a thought leader. If you're able to speak, if you're mentioned in some of the big publications, it's building your own either personal brand or your, your agency or company or whatever it is, right? Like it takes time. Like, don't get me wrong. Anyone wanting to run a business, it's not easy and it's not for everyone, but it's a lot of hard work. Uh, just like, and I'm going to bring up sports, right? Yes, yes. LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or any of these Michael Jordans out there, they didn't just pick up 
a basketball when they're 22 or 25 and started playing. They started at like three or four years old. They've been working at the art with personal trainers and spending hours every day on nutrition, diet, stress, meditation, you know, all these things. They have probably a, a fleet of people to get to a level where then they're paid for it. It just didn't happen overnight, right? But people today's world with entrepreneurship and, you know, with access to technology, all these YouTube videos, Udemy and podcasts, people think they can just become an entrepreneur right away without any real training, expertise, mm -hmm. knowledge, experience, any of that, right? The foundation is, is not there. And, you know, that's, the, I think, one of the biggest challenges for a lot of people. They need to get in it. They have to learn the hard way, right? And they have to work at places. People are forgetting that what it takes to be a business that survives. So there's a lot of new businesses that won't survive because they don't know how to run a business properly. Man, you are opening up something real, man. And because, you know, honestly, it's one of the greatest advantages of living during this era. Like literally 20, maybe, maybe even 15 years ago, like it, it would cost you a minimum of like a thousand bucks to really get an LLC off the ground. You know, you have to, you know, you have to file certain paperwork and, and everything. And normally you have to have a lawyer put together your actual operating, um, you know, agreements and everything else. But today, oh man, it's like maybe what? 150 bucks, $200 and you're, legal Zoom, you're off to the races, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it's just such a different process and you don't go through that rite of passage that you would normally go through in the past. Um, and, and so I think that what you're talking about is, 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 is vital because a lot of people do want to start businesses and they want to launch brands, but they don't want to work for other people. You know? Or they that's, you know yeah, like if you think about barriers to entry, mm -hmm. people today feel like, look, I can build a Wix site, Shopify site, or Squarespace for 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks, and yeah. I have a business. Yes. Do they even know what a business really means? Do you know how to run? And these are 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, and they never really worked at a real company. Or they, they watch a YouTube video saying someone is making $100,000 a month or whatever, right? Yeah. And, you know, and then they're inspired to kind of do something. And sure, right? But that's not really a business. It's the same thing as like, when you're trying to save up for a home, yeah, right? You know how long it takes to save up $1,000, let alone 10,000, let alone $100,000 for a down payment. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with business ownership. It takes time, grit, hard work, <laughs> determination, all that stuff needs to be in order for you to save money for a home or run a business that is gonna be successful. And maybe it's a side hustle, which is a little bit different than a real business. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a difference between people's reality of what really is going to happen. And that's why there's so many failure in terms of entrepreneurship. So they don't really have clear ideas of how to run a business, what it means, what the expectations and time commitment and learnings they have to put in to make it successful. 100%, man. I mean, there's a, there's a real sacrifice that I, I know people say, but it's like becoming a parent. Like, so um, do you have kids, John? 
have one. Yes. Okay, cool. How old? How, how old your kid? He's five. Nice, man. So I just, um, uh, so our, our baby's a month old. <laughs> and wow. this is my very first kid. And, and, you know, everyone told me, hey, it's going to be hard. You're not going to sleep that much. All that stuff, right? And I'm sure people told you about whenever you were raising your child as well. And, um, but it's different when you're in it, right? You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, like, it's like everything that you're saying right now is different when you're like, okay, I'm actually in it. Like a side hustle is cool because you probably are working full time somewhere else. So you have that cushion, you know, and, and, and you don't have to have those tough conversations with clients about them being passed through on bills or even going about trying to find the right audience. You know, like, like there's some real gaps that happen when people are trying to launch these different businesses and they don't have product market fit and they're just missing, they're, 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 they're missing the boat on certain services or they're not bringing quality products to the market, whatever it may be. Right. Um, you, you know, in your business coaching uh, conversations that you have with your actual clients, how do you kind of break them down to, well, not break them down, but how do you help them understand, <laughs> you know, where they're kind of missing the actual mark? Yeah, like, I think the big thing is most of my clients have been in business, right? They, yeah. they are an expert. At, they're really, truly experts, right? Nice. Like, they are professionals versus the startup. So I have my type of ideal clients I go after. And I, I'm honest with people. Like usually you have to have a revenue threshold. You've been in business for a while. You kind of know, and you've tried other companies, you've tried other ad forms and it's frustrating. So by the time they kind of find us or reach out to us, it's more like, I'm serious. I'm ready. I'm, I know what I need. I know my gaps and I need help. So for me, those are the people that are much more mature. They might have bought a business, say, you know, they understand how to run business, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't have to nurture them as much. Um, and there are companies that focus on early stage businesses or entrepreneurship. But for me, those type of business owners aren't really business owners yet. I, I tell people, you have to have three to five years in to really understand what I mean by running a business. That's so true. I mean, I mean like, yeah, keep going. It's the same thing as being a parent, right? You can't explain it until you're a parent, how it feels to not sleep at night, but so worth it. You know, just being there, but so worth de devoting your entire livelihood to your child. Like you cannot explain the, the appreciation you have about that new human, right? that you, you're now having to take care of for the rest of your life. Man, dude, perfectly summed up, man, because you're right. It, it, it's this um, contradicting ideas, I feel like, right? Whereas like, you know, whenever you're not really in it or if you're side hustling your way through, which I respect side hustling, that's how I, that's how I got into it. So I have no gripes about it. And I think, it's a good, I think it's a good stepping stone strategy for a lot of people, but there's a difference there from the guys that are in the deep end versus the guys that are hanging out in the shallow pool. Right. And it's not, yes, you're both in the pool, but it's two different experiences. <laughs> right. And, 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 and it's this conflicting ideas again, that I feel like I, 
that a lot of people are experiencing. One, you know, just like parenting, you know, you have this baby that you love with all your heart, you want to give it everything. And then you're also exhausted from doing and trying to, you know, take care. So it's like, it's this win, but the, your actual purpose and that of actually loving that baby is way more, right? And same thing back to what you mentioned again with the actual business, the purpose has to rise to the top. And, and you know, I, I think the fact that you're even having honest conversations with people and sorry for talking too much, John. <laughs> Sometimes you have to cut, cut me off here. Uh, you, you, you know, but a lot of times I think that being honest with people about where you are and how you can help is something that a lot of novices don't understand. They think that they're missing out on business, right? Yeah. But I think as you mature, because you've probably taken on a lot of clients that you know are going to waste your time or yeah. not a good fit of your ideal type of client. So over the years, you learn who you want to work with, who you really want to service, and who you kind of gravitate towards in terms of your values. And once you figure that out, then you're a good space, right? You understand what you truly are meant to do for your clients, right? Um, but it takes time to learn this. I mean, don't get me wrong. It took me years to figure this out. I made so many mistakes, and sometimes I still make the same mistakes. And I always kind of reflect to figure out, like, what could I have done differently? What could I have asked? How could I have known that this person was going to do that, right, or not? You just have to try and get it in the weeds, right, and figure it out yourself. 100%, man. I mean, I mean man, you, you know what? So, and I want to gear us back to some of the SEO conversation because I got some more questions for you around this. And, and I, I love this whole business talk, too, because I, th I think, you know, without that piece of the puzzle, nothing else fits, right? You know what I mean? Like if you don't have certain, those things done, I don't care how great your idea, service, product, whatever you're kind of presenting out to the market, it's, it's just not gonna stick, <laughs> you know? You know? Like, like it truly is the glue. Um, but where's the future of, of SEO? You know, it, it, especially with all this demand gen things that are happening and some people I was listening to, couple marketers say, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not big into SEO anymore. I just focus on content only, content only strategies. And, but, but, but what would, what would kind of be some of your responses or, or maybe kind of where the whole future is going and how SEO fits in that or evolves into that? Definitely. Um, so you have to understand like the marketplace that you're targeting, right? Mm -hmm. Your type of client, the industry, the niche, the, you know, region. Um, I feel SEO is still going to be very strong for a lot of service-based industries, right? It's a higher ticket uh, item. Uh, people are paying because they want a relationship. So they're going to spend more time vetting businesses versus a product. Like you go Amazon, Etsy, Udemy courses or coaches. Mm -hmm. You need to, it's, it's a different type of business because it's all price and as much as you want to compete with Amazon, good luck, right? right? They have a full backend team. Just pay them that royalty and pay for their sponsorship. Like there's no way trying to move that to compete with your own Wix site or Shopify site. Yes. So understanding what's out there. Content play is great depending on your industry, right? Who you want to be known as. What is it that you're trying to become? Is it a SaaS business? Is it a, I don't know what kind of industry they're in. And look at what other people have done in those industries. Take a look at the grand scheme of big picture. Not just a local landscape, but global landscape. What has other 
businesses done to become known in those industries? And can you replicate it? So with that in mind, think big, think bigger than just your region, right? And figure out different tactics, strategies, like with access to information, there shouldn't be a problem to figure out there's different ways to get to market. Different opportunities can open up. There's no one way that fits all, right? I just know that SEO plays a very vital role for service-based businesses, B2B businesses that want to be known as experts in their niche service area or marketplace. I love that, man. I, I love that response because you're absolutely right. Like, I think sometimes um, we get into this, uh, and I, I never forget, when I first started doing some blog writing, like, this is like maybe seven, eight years ago. Hopefully it was longer because I said something really stupid. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Cold calling's dead. And it was just I had this idea that I didn't want to cold call. <laughs> and so I said it was dead and because I saw another way that I can reach my actual audience. And it's not that cold calling ever died. Like, let's be 100% clear. It's alive and well. There's multi-billion dollar businesses being built on the back of doing that tactic alone very well, right? However, you know, there's other ways to kind of go about things. It doesn't mean that one is dead or doesn't, doesn't make sense at all for everyone. Maybe it doesn't make sense for certain industries, but it still is around. Like billboards still work for a lot of people. People thought that was going to, for some reason, be non-existent. Now you could argue with COVID, if you do a local billboard stunt and you're in, in that neighborhood, that can be some really good ROI for you. You know, the, all depends, right? So, you know, SEO, I'm, I'm right there with you. Service-based businesses, I don't know how you don't have an SEO strategy. It's, I mean, like, I'm, I'm even thinking about the alternatives. Like, you can do a content thing, but at some point, you have to give them back to you. You know, they have to get back to your website. And if you try to live off of LinkedIn or you live off of Instagram DMs alone, it just seems like a, a losing strategy over time. And there's a lot of social play, right? Like mm-hmm. if you think about multi-touch point, um, there's, you don't know what your customers are actually doing before they land on your site and then decide to do whatever they need to do before they bet, ask you the questions and then purchase from you, right? So everyone's different. Um, my, my thing is be consistent on as many asset pieces, channels as possible, and just keep providing value. And the big thing is eventually, you might hit a home run or not, but you're consistent. And it's about the messaging. It's about like adding value and doing things the right way. And, you know, as much as there's tactics and strategies and performance base and, you know, hooks and email funnels and all these things, those are great. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's great companies that can automate and hit millions of people at a time. But are they your ideal customers? You know, all these things you have to determine for yourself, right? Like there's growth hackers and all these things, right? Good for them. I mean, just play your lane. Just focus on what you need to do and who cares about anything else. And I think that's a great way for us to kind of start to wrap up too, man, because you're right. Like, especially for the small business guys, because I work with a lot of early stage companies and I'm talking to a lot of people that are going through that coaching route of I'm trying, I'm trying to evolve to become a business owner. Right. And they're, and they're very startupy, very scrappy. And they have this, you know, like eyes wide open type of look, (laughs) you know, where they're looking at clubhouse and then LinkedIn and then Instagram, you know, they're they're and and it's not that 
Yeah, they're all over the place. And it's not that I don't understand because I've done a lot of that too. I'm guilty as anybody else. I, I just learned over time that men, you know, impact, you know, you, and you narrow in and you focus on the things that are really going to move the needle for you, right? Yeah, the more distracted you are, um, just focus, right? Mm-hmm. Try something, dedicate your time and do it right the first time. And if you have success, keep doing it. Don't tell me, like, there's great ways to market your business. I mean, I say, like, telemarketing, billboards, radio, television works. Not for everyone, but it still works because there's still revenue to be had from those radio stations, billboard companies, you know, magazine companies. It still works or else they wouldn't be in business. 100%. Someone's seeing value in it, right? Um, So for you, you just have to figure out what works for you and your business. And try different things. Don't be hesitant to not try it. If you're curious, you know, throw some money at it, see what works, but be true to figure out who your audience is. How do they navigate and search and find things and be there when they're ready. And that's ultimately what you need as a marketer, right? Like to, to really stand out, you have to just put your best foot forward and do the best you can. John, man, that's, that's phenomenal advice, man. As we wrap up, uh, one, well, I have two questions for you. One, I want you to tell the audience how to find you, websites and just the best contact if you're on any other platforms that maybe you really spend a lot of time. Uh, and but two, um, literally, like how long should someone invest into an SEO strategy to know whether it's for them or not? Yeah, definitely. Um, So first off, my website is www.localseosearch.ca. So we're based in Toronto, Canada. Uh, We also own the .com, but .ca is probably more updated. Uh, We also have a podcast called Local SEO Today. Um, So for us, it's more educating people on businesses and how to, you know, level up and not make a lot of mistakes. so those are two assets that you can check out. Uh, regarding my other social handles, like, yes, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, but my team handles it, not me personally. Um, so I'm, I'm not really strong on social. I actually enjoy this stuff. I like talking to real people um, and I don't hide behind the screen. So for me, if you want to meet me in person, go for a coffee, lunch, I'm more than willing to do that. Uh, But when it comes digital, I'm not the strongest. Um, And then regarding what you asked, uh, how long does it take? That's a very hard question because we always have to look at your benchmark. Where do you sit today? Who do you want to be known as and what have they done? So I deal with a lot of dentists and in Toronto, there's thousands of dentists and everyone claims to be the best, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So good luck. And I, I have to really give them the reality check on, look, this is reality. You need to really dominate your local base, neighborhood, street level, before we expand into more regional communities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it all depends. We've seen clients rank after a couple months. I've seen clients start ranking after a couple of years based on competition level, based on the keyword, you know, just what's going on in the industry, their competition, where they want to be known as. So it all depends. I can't tell you 
an absolute answer, but I would say find a company or find people, contractors, freelancers, in-house people that you know they're going to work at you and, and work with you to support your values. And ultimately, that's all that matters. Don't hire just anyone that claims that they're going to get you the best results in sales and revenue. Really vet them. Ask the right questions to see if they're a good fit for you. John, that's a perfect answer, man. And, you know, it was kind of something that I'm really glad that you did respond with. It depends because it really does. Like, it, it really does, guys. I mean, like, something from the, from the time that we've used SEO, depending on your zip code, depending on the competition, depending on your objective, how well you are as a business person, how well you know your audience as a, as a business owner, all that plays crazy factors into it. So, John, man, this has been great having you on, man. And, and, and that piece about coaching. Man, the people that you keep around you, it matters. It, it will directly impact your bottom line. Someone that can give you a straight answer about where you're weak, where you're strong, where you're heading. I mean, all that truly plays out in how successful your business will be. So, John, this has been great having you on the podcast, man. Thanks a lot, Joe. It was great. Thank you. Absolutely. Boom. So to wrap, thank you so much for listening to the Marathon Selling Podcast. Man, it means a ton when I get feedback from you guys. So I would love if you can go over to Apple iTunes and drop us just a quick note, drop us a, a ranking and just say how you've, you know, if you enjoy the content, if you hate the content, if you wish, you know, there was XYZ missing out of it, or if you want to hear from more and more people, man, that just means a ton to me. And on top of that, if you want to join this actual, this actual peer-to-peer accountability movement, go over to the marathonsellingclub.com, marathonsellingclub.com. Man, with that said, I'm out and look forward to dropping more and more content in the future.